Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park So one of those is quote unquote correct, and one of those is apparently also correct. (laughs) (laughs) And that's been the last five minutes of our life. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And to Nate Hughes. Watching Billie Eilish on YouTube. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Billie Eilish, not on the show today, but some no. reason today has a video of Billie up. I went to the trending page just, you know, like one as does one when does. the show starts. Yeah. As one does when you're supposed to be doing a job. Yes, of course. And, and I was just looking at what was, what was trending. And number one is Billie Eilish and uh, Rosalia. I don't know if I'm saying that name correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, Nine million views. Nice. Since yesterday, well, it's incredible. a new video. It's a new, it's a new music eh, video. We might be talking about that soon. Then I, I have to say, I'm really hoping you do because I'm talking about bibs. I'm talking about a lot of stuff glued to fingernails. <laughs> I mean, there's of course there's there's got to be some hey, sitting listen, material here if, somewhere. If you don't have bibs and a lot of stuff glued to fingernails in your life, you know what are you doing? What are you even doing? What are you even doing? What are you even doing? <laughs> Uh, well, we are in a new era of, uh, let's say leadership in the country, uh, that we're in. Um, and I think technically last week's episode was too, but we didn't record. We didn't know. In, in that era. So, um. We didn't know. Didn't count. (laughs) Not that we, Mm -hmm. not that we often talk about that stuff, but it definitely, it was one of those interesting, like, air shifts, like, like just the entire atmosphere changed for a lot of people and i don't know i i just I, you could just feel it and it was one of those interesting things i i don't know i didn't feel it was like something i could I ignore in fact that song I, just was playing on a loop song i'm just kidding the drum solo impersonation is the best i'm just picturing little danae watching like miami vice and being like this song is really cool <laughs> i don't remember the first time i heard that song oh, but i did love the watching airwaves. the youtube video of the two guys reacting to it oh yeah 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 <laughs> so that's, good that's fun that's fun it's stuff. like they're like he saved the beat drop until the song was halfway over ah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you know, anyway. remember their name? I'd like to send people there because that is a really fun yeah, video. Yeah. Do you remember the the Ooh. name of, I'll, uh, I'll of that channel? Quick. Okay, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, Phil Collins. That's what I was talking about. Phil Love Phil Collins. Collins. Um, uh, Twins, the new trend, I believe is what their name is. Uh, 
YouTube channel Twins the New Trend. Yeah. Yep. Twins the New Trend reaction to In the Air Tonight. Uh that is that is It's it, a good one. That is oh, a so full visual uh metaphor for how many people have reacted the last <laughs> the last week. Like well, it's and all I just right like that they're younger too. I just the idea that young you know, just discovering something, mm-hmm. you know, and being like, Oh, that's actually really cool. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> no, we all have that, right? Like that yeah. thing where the world didn't exist before we were born because it literally yeah. didn't for us. And so <laughs> the idea of things before us discovering those things, it has to be orga- like organically different for us than somebody who lived through them. That's just facts, you know? And so, yeah, it's it's fun to, just facts, everybody. to see how that happens. Yeah, so. I like when I'll, I'll be listening to stuff in the car, my daughter will be playing on her phone. I'll be like, hey, by the way, sweetie, this was like one of my favorite songs as a kid. And she's like, oh. Oh, that's terrible. And she'll oh. just go back to doing stuff. Oh, I guess that means I hate it. <laughs> I think one of the, the, the greatest things I did movie-wise, uh, under, the, uh, under, under the idea of protecting my children's mental state as they grow up, you know, offering movies that they can see yeah. at certain ages, under that idea, what I accidentally did was got them really interested in older movies because every birthday they had a new folder that they could watch of I movies. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. And so That's very cool. what kind of happened was they were like, Oh, here's my new movies I get to watch. And some of them were older and some of them were, you know, newer. And so, yeah, it's, it was kind of an accidental thing that, yeah. that got my kids into movies a little more. So that was my kind of fun. My daughter's just more of a TV show person, which is fine. And, yeah. you know, she'll ask me about movies sometimes and then, you know, but I don't, I don't obviously don't push any, I, I didn't think of anything as creative as that. That would have been cool. Um, but, um, she has recently really wanted to watch the Meg. I don't know where that came from. That movie came out like three <laughs> or four years ago. As long as the I guess not some around. of her friends watch it or something. And, but, but what's funny is I don't mind her watching it. Like, as I recorded it off regular regular television so it mm-hmm. wasn't quite as you know violent and um but she still hasn't watched it and my wife is like leery of her watching it because my wife is scared my wife is deter is thinks that because i watched jaws as a kid that's why i'm scared to go in the ocean that is not why i'm scared to go in the ocean by the way <laughs> but my wife is just determined that's what it is so she's scared if she shows our daughter a shark movie but it's like the meg but i'm like but this is like a prehistoric thing that you know it you know it's fake right so I don't know. Yeah, but I'd so we're is it we're, hot in here? We're, we're having <laughs> yeah. We're having we need that to move debate. on. <laughs> we need to get into it, guys. We need oh, to get I'm into sorry. it. Sorry, no, 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 no. It's okay. No, it's I'm distracting right. myself hey. with other things. I wasn't given like details though. I was. No, I was just no. Sure, her brain's doing. Mind. Yeah, her brain's the doing the all mind. the work it's for start, you. I'm just letting you know it is starting. <laughs> I'm hey guys, so sorry. Hey guys, let's move into the inside scoop. I've never been so excited to start the show in my life. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we're sending in general, uh, kicking it off with commercial sins, uh, Peloton, the gift Peloton. that gives back. Uh, Peloton. Can I just go on a little bit of a rampage real sure, quick? Sure. I'll just is say that first okay that you? this is an Atkinson script. Yeah. So there's one sin that, uh, the, the sin that starts it off, I'm so, so glad. Uh, no, no, wait, that's not that sin. It's the second sin that I was going to reference, which is also I'm going to document my transformation from a 110 pound hottie only if you turn the lights off to a svelte 107 where even under good lighting, I'll be passably attractive. I loved that mm-hmm. so much. I mean, it's super OK for anyone to want to get fit. Let's just say that sure. I, there's a 
there's a, a, a person I know, a family member of ours who is a recent mom and she's beautiful and she's obsessed with getting, you know, her body into a, a different shape again. And so she is on this massive health kick and she talks about it a lot on her Instagram and, you know, she's really, really driven um, and she'll post these before and after pictures and she looks to me exactly the same. But what's different is her mental health. And that's great. And I love that. So that's great. Well, I'm super might, okay with you that. You know, there might be something shifted somewhere we can't see, it, even if it's psychological. But I am so pissed at YouTube in general right now. I mean, it's not really YouTube's fault. I mean, they got to make them lazy somehow. I am getting so many ads for the stupid fucking game that is all about shaving your body hair fixing your hair and putting on better clothes because your boyfriend mm, just showed up. Yeah. It is every single ad. And mm. I don't know why I'm just, I'm, a, I'm associating no, this with like a, a Peloton thing, right? Where it's just this sort of idea of like, you have to be a certain shape. Now getting, in, being healthy, I'm not talking about being healthy. I'm not talking about eating healthier, you know, making sure our body has what it needs. That's a different conversation and cr- incredibly valid. I'm yeah. talking about like this sort of like, push the standard to look a certain way yeah. to be healthy or to be beautiful. And so that in conjunction with the Peloton ad today, I literally was like, I just was so pissed. And you can tell I'm really passionate <laughs> right now. Like my no. hands are flailing around. If you could see me, I'm just like, a, I'm just, my arms are just filling. She's, she's Kermit everywhere. at the beginning of the Muppet show right now. <laughs> she's Kermiting all over the place. I know. I mean, you guys can see my reaction based on my mouth right now. So, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Wilson. <laughs> I love that I this mean, is. An awesome I'm making podcast. it pretty clear how I feel. So you know, all right, all right, you guys all right. can't see it. That's your fault. No, listen, oh listen, God. today. I am. I am thrilled. Anytime we want to go down this road, because you know, it's one I of know. my. It's one of my things. Is one of my pet peeves as well. I will say the same thing about this that I say about makeup. That I say about any appearance based effort if it is something you are doing because it makes you feel better makes your mental health better in something that you want i want to look a certain way i want to put this kind of makeup on i am so for it you do you about that right right exactly but if it is a pressure that you are feeling from someone in your life from ads from a stupid game this game whatever the case may be that's where it becomes unhealthy what is the game what are you i know you guys have probably seen it but this ad on youtube mystery day it is is this little avatar like this little cartoon avatar of a woman Mm -hmm. who has like a receding hairline literally just like dark teeth and just funk on her face a beard a mustache big patches of like fur in her arms with like just drippy goo coming down like clothes that haven't been washed. I mean, she looks like she's been through a sewer and then like a a scissor factory and like all this crazy stuff. (laughs) And then, and then she like went through it. It was just, it's awful. And then the thing is, no, it is awful, but it's just so ridiculous. It's like, the ad starts, it goes, ding dong. Oh no, my boyfriend's here. Help. And then you start pressing on what you want to change about her. Fixing her eyebrows, fixing her hair, shaving off her armpit. It even has one where they wax the armpit hair and she's like, ooh, that hurts so bad. You know, like just, I mean, it's just, it's, ah. So today. Did she say Kelly Clarkson? (laughs) Kelly Clarkson. So today. I decided to tell YouTube I don't want to see this video, this ad anymore because I'm obviously incredibly triggered by it. And when it asked me yes, why I didn't be. want, uh, why I didn't want to, and I said it was an inappropriate content. 
Hey, I signed up for uh, after air. I signed up for. I got an offer for, which I'm sure everybody is, but I did the free month of uh, no ads, the YouTube oh, yeah. premium. Yeah, YouTube and, premium. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm probably just going to keep paying for that because I'm yeah. telling you, it's worth it. Well, uh, and my daughter watches so much YouTube and she loves it. So it's, I mean, even if it's just for her, it's worth well. And the I'll, I'll also tell bucks. you, it's better for us too. On like the on the other side of like how ads work for us. Yeah, uh, you know, it's better yeah. for you to be on YouTube Jonathan, Premium than watch the ads. So you're the reason we have a job. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's right. Well, Aaron started it. So well, well, anyway. I mean, not Aaron didn't start it. He's not like That's the first. Right. That was the Maybe very first, the first YouTube Premium, YouTube premium subscriber. subscriber. <laughs> hey, real quick, can I say though about exercise equipment? I would never ever buy my wife exercise equipment unless, and even if, like, I told her this once, even if she said she wanted something, I want that in writing. <laughs> I want. <laughs> I want her to sign it. <laughs> At that point, or just, just don't get it for Christmas. Yeah. And get it for her another reason, and yeah. then save you know save the Christmas right. sweet spot for something else. I don't know. I had, a, I had a friend. His wife kept talking about. We were when We Fit was the thing. Yeah, and, uh, I did. We just, Fit. I mean, he meant nothing by this. She just kept talking about that'd be a really cool thing for them to have, and so he <laughs> got that for for Christmas. And she was like, "You did not just give me this," and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> That's a good advice. I'm just I'm gonna keep that in mind. Uh, the uh, even if you don't, he didn't mean anything by it. But the, it was just, of course, it was, yeah, it was funny. But still, I mean, it's just such an interesting like it's just such an interesting thing to purchase or, or, or like cleaning gear, vacuums. It, it's it can just send an unexpected message. I didn't. I didn't. I know mm-hmm. you're very passionate, Danae, and that is fine. And I was happy to let you continue to rant, but I didn't quite get to finish my my thought about oh, this oh. topic, oh, which sorry. is no, no, no. It's it's not you, Jonathan. It's Danae. No, it's it's all about. Uh, it's not my fault. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry about that. <laughs> it, I, no, I think Aaron should speak on uh, the problems with women. I think should yes, be yes. This is too. always the trouble I get myself <laughs> yeah. into, and that's why I yeah. started with the you do you part. <laughs> Because what what bothers me is the the cultural pressure part, the uh, the significant other pressure part, the the unhealthy of those kind of things, and also the unhealthiness of just thinking that a certain type of body, a certain type of look, is objectively more attractive than another type. That's just not true. Um, that it's is just not true. There, there is a cultural acceptance that changes those things, but you can see through the ages how body shape attractiveness has changed based on culture. You can see how hair attractiveness has changed. If you look at a hairy armpit on a woman and go, ooh, gross, I get it. There's a cultural stigma to it, but that is not objectively less attractive than a shaved armpit. And so that's that's my thing is there's not an ob- objectivity to this. It is all subjective. And, you know, if for me personally, the no makeup look is more attractive than having makeup on. That doesn't mean you shouldn't wear makeup because that's me. You do you. But I'm just saying that the whole idea that something is objectively better looking than something else, which is a lot of what the cosmetics industry is based on, is really frustrating to me. So anyhow, that's, that's where I was going I'm picturing Aaron, like if his wife puts makeup on, I'm just picturing Aaron going, sweetie, you look Gross. beautiful. <laughs> However, Gross. I don't want you to think I just think you look beautiful because you're wearing makeup because you're even more beautiful when you don't have makeup on. However... I'm not saying you shouldn't have makeup on because that's a you thing. Do you Jonathan, have microphones Jonathan, in our home? Hold on a second. Hold on. Now, <laughs> control C, control V. Every morning this happens at the breakfast table. <laughs> it's right. their daily conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, that's that's what I was uh, trying to get no, off my I love, chest. I love that you rant about this stuff, Aaron. I do too, I just, man. It's awesome. I think it's worth having a conversation about. And on my Instagram, uh, my uh, Danae says Instagram, I 
only follow uh, body positive like mm-hmm. out, like sources. Um, and I have posted many uh, that are just like different women sitting and and their their skin is doing various things like skin does and mm-hmm. they're and they're brave enough to take a photo of themselves and post it and get all of the internet hate but to promote body positivity and I'll like retweet or not retweet I'll re-IG all that stuff and uh, I, I continue every single time I do it I get probably a half a dozen or more personal messages thank you for posting this thank you for posting this um so it's just it, it needs to be had and there's a trend right now that one of the influencers is posting about uh for dark circles under the eyes and i am here for that one <laughs> yeah let's bring it like it's literally a trend where they take like a darker kind of pen a uh, pen and they mm-hmm. just mark it purposely marking it under their eyes and blending it into their makeup after their makeup is done and i'm like i'm here for that one so yeah it's fun to, norm- it's fun. to it's normalize good, it's the idea time. that your eyes are inset and there's going to be shadows. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> normalize it. Like, yep. Yeah. Anyhow, I, I, I know we're supposed to be talking about the commercial sins. Let's get back to that. But I had to go off in this side no, that's rant great. because that's all we needed to this say about one ended Peloton. up accidentally <laughs> triggering it. <laughs> so this was a really funny video. It really oh is. Let's get into I, it. I, well, it's Chris, so funny. I think Chris said something about it, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Let me go grab his comment. Because I know he mentions the popularity of it. I don't know that I had seen this before. I got to be honest. It, it blew up. When this commercial came out, people yeah. went crazy. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. Oh, I do. If I had seen it, I just don't remember it. So, Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Chris says, the Peloton ad is legendary. I remember seeing it for a few weeks before Twitter found it and started comparing it to a Black Mirror episode. (laughs) But the main issue with this ad is that this woman who is already spelt gorgeous feels the need to document her year-long quote-unquote journey on the bike for her husband as some sort of pseudo-gift back to him the next Christmas. Mm The challenge here was to make sure we're making jokes that weren't part of the regular Twitter cycle. There was going to be a little overlap, but I intended for the script to be a little zanier than usual. Hence the sin about the bike becoming a sentient and becoming sentient and starting its own Russian bot operation. Also, the absurd idea that because their house had to have burned down from last year's haphazard Christmas tree placement next to the fireplace, that they built an exact replica of their house by the next year, mm-hmm. which I loved those. Yeah, great stuff. Jonathan, did you have uh, others that you wanted to mention? Um, yeah, you guys, you guys froze a little bit during that, so if I repeat some, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, <clears throat> I just like hashtag uh, Pelosi knew. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I've heard women say this about their first rides on the internet. You have to pay for the longer videos, I thought was very funny. So. Danae, what about you? Uh, I already mentioned though my one of my favorites, but then the start of the yeah, babe, it's been three years. It's time to take off that unsightly baby weight. I was like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I liked. So thanks, husband, for the gift of Final Cut Pro. Not seen in this ad. Uh, I thought that was a good observation. Uh, in the as all of you know, whenever the Peloton isn't in the frame, it gets very angry and jealous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that Nicely the narrator done. made the Peloton like a sentient being, mm-hmm. which I know Chris yeah. said that too. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, let's move on to TV sins. Rick and Morty, close Rick counters of the Rick kind, uh, Hughes Watkins script. This was Janae and Jonathan. Um, I don't know that, uh, you know, we've done so many Rick and Morty episodes. I know. Hey, uh, show's good. <laughs> this show's great. And this episode is wonderful. And it's really funny. Uh, this no, one is really, really funny. 
I was really grateful, um, as I always am, to have some help because I was the lead on this one, which the pressure is on a bit more when you're the lead. It kind of feels like you're supposed to know what one you're doing (laughs) Two, (laughs) two, maybe you're supposed to know something more about the content just in case you catch stuff. Mm -hmm. The the responsibility to me feels more intense. Um, And I am not I'm not I don't remember all the things you guys have said about Rick and Morty. And so I don't either. (laughs) I was so grateful for all the assistance because I I was sending portals at one point in time, which Mm -hmm. I think is the most cynical part of this episode. Uh, And thankfully, it was mentioned that we've done that before. So just making sure to find a new angle on that stuff Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't seem too repetitive because it has been some time since I think. We've yeah, and I did that. remember that one because I think I had written a scent about it in another episode. But no, I have that problem too. I'm always like, God damn it, did we already send this? And and sometimes I think we probably have done that and not realized it. And I don't think it matters. But um, yeah, at some point, it, at some point, you just turn it into uh, Portal gives Rick exactly what he needs. Cliche, uh, you know, and you just yeah. kind of go from there. Um, yeah, because it is one yeah. of those things. Yeah, I definitely things. went like pew pew gun angle on it uh, for this one because it was kind of like my first time. It's, it was my first time as a viewer to start to question the portal aspect of Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's ridiculous in this episode. It, yeah, in this episode, it really gets a little Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the part that drives me the most crazy. I don't mind the introduction of the Citadel of Ricks and, you know, this whole kind of mm-hmm. reality where they've all gathered together, you know, and, and, and have this whole uh, community of Ricks. I don't mind that stuff because um, I just find that to be, in, you know, a very Rick and Morty-esque mm-hmm. sort of like side yep. quest or parallel thing going on um but the portal thing i just have so many questions because he pew pew so many in a row that all do various things the convenience timing of tentacles and bees that's just a movie that's just a show that's what happens and that's funny or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah but how does it how does the freaking gun work right because he's not switching the dials so it has to be mental and then very clearly in this chase their portal closes and another portal opens, and then the mm-hmm. people who are chasing come through. So how are they? T- and then they say they're not tracking him. So how are they following our Rick and Morty through all these shenanigans yeah. worlds if these portals are closing? Like, like what is that like? Now, obviously, the writers do not give a flip about any of that stuff because we're not supposed to. We're just supposed to suspend it. And, but it does make it very cynical. It's a, it was an easy easy thing yeah. to kind of reach for on this episode. You for should sure. call it a uh, yada yada gun instead of a portal gun. Uh just it's just like Star Trek phasers, though. It's like, how do you set a phaser to stun? Like, I mean, that doesn't even make any goddamn sense. <gasps> That's a really great sure point that I've does. never thought of. Be- no, because <laughs> yeah, different... Aaron's being an expert on phasers. Yeah, I know no, how phasers think work. Think about it. Like, every alien is is made differently. How yeah. does it automatically know yeah. what stun is for different like, species? Well, the same that's way like, it knows uh, what language they're speaking and translates like it into tra- English. That's a big thing in movies too, like tra- mm. tranquilizers, because different people would take different. Like Aaron would take a different amount of tranquilizing probably than I would, just because yeah. you know I'm shorter and uh-huh. our and body my, mass. My is severe different. drug use has made me immune uh, to them. Well, and it's just like people, you know, <laughs> people are more <laughs> people are more easily affected by alcohol than others. You know, stuff it's like true. that. Yeah. I mean, so you have to factor things like that in, and you know, but movies are just like you know, here, let me give you a shot, and it knocks the you know. Knocks and you listen, out. like I mentioned mm-hmm. in Mandalorian, like the toilets is the the biggest part of this. You, you know, I mean, every alien in one bathroom, like you don't know how aliens, you know, excrete. I yeah, think... I wish I, I kind of wish I had never had that uh, image in my <laughs> You're mind. Welcome. But... <laughs> You're I, I regret never sending how the man. We never see the Mandalorian clean the inside of his helmet. 
Yeah, hey, you know what? There'll probably be I another season. That. There will there will be another <laughs> season someday. You'll have the chance. Because because that to me is probably more cynical. Does he, he has to take it off at least private time and just clean it out, right? Like that's just mm-hmm. not. Oh, he does yeah, take it we've... off because there's there was one episode where he was eating and like we out saw... of his helmet. No, no, that's what oh. I'm saying. When he eats, he takes his helmet off, but he just does it when he's in the room by himself because like that gotcha. they showed that in an episode. We didn't see his face; it was from the other perspective. But and... in between sneezes, he needs to clean. But anyways, back to Rick and Morty. And that's how much we've talked about Rick and, and Morty that we'd rather talk trim... about the Mandalorian. He's got to he's got to trim the mustache. <laughs> That's true. That's right. Uh, I'll get us into the video since I didn't write on it. Uh, first of all, whoever wrote uh, also coin collections, how dare you? How dare you? I don't feel bad about that at all. Uh, based on the <laughs> fact that we, uh, based on the fact that we only see asses and no hands, what is the purpose of the giant rolls of toilet paper? Who would even use them? And how are the rear ends so clean if the ground around them is covered in feces? These are all wonderful points that I'm sure. Jonathan uh, is very excited that we continue to bring up. No, I, I wrote it, so it's my fault. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> uh, I, that was one of my favorite ones. That's so good. one it's of the so ones good. I remember. Uh, so they're eating phones? Just because they went to a different dimension does not mean they have different digestive systems. Uh, really, really great observation. Uh, show now asks us to believe that the captive Mortys have had enough time to form a cult, mine this cave prison for the resources to create cloaks, printed propaganda, and precise razors to shave their heads. Uh, another great observation. And then possibly my favorite, just because I'm a simple man, owning a Life is Rough poster that shows the golf ball on the green yeah. and barely any rough. Uh, you know, which is similar to owning a like a, a Hanging Tough poster where the cat's just sitting on the branch. Like, <laughs> like yeah. how is this even a That's why we have two writers, because I, I never noticed that poster. So yeah. thankfully, Danae did. Good I stuff. Mean, yeah, so many of these were yours, though. I loved um, a couple of other ones that I love that you wrote was uh, um, the Ricktastic concept. Whenever the one of the Ricks is trying to sell like a like Morty swag or oh, whatever, yeah. and you point out how does how is there even a deal here when you can clearly see that they're like handcuffed yeah. and being escorted. You had so many good ones on this one, but actually, I mentioned in the other ones that were in my list uh, in our conversation. Jonathan, what about you? Uh, the Taft cap shaming was kind of fun just mm-hmm. because we went back and forth on that one probably more than we <laughs> have on just Which about one? anything. The artist the formerly known as Prince. Shaming, the yeah, artist formerly known as Prince. Oh, yeah. How do you pronounce it? I just was not understanding <laughs> no, no, the no. concept of, of what you were saying. Like, no, I funny. couldn't. Well, and I couldn't decide which sounded better. So Aaron just was like, "I'm just going to say it like this." I'm just going to do it, guys. Okay, <laughs> Listen, it's been seven days. Narrator Let's just prerogative. Move on. I'm shutting this down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, onto the portal pandemonium. I just thought was a nice turn of phrase. Cliff hookers. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> and um, oh, and Danae is sending the the fruit bowl on the on the bottom shelf. Who that puts was... a fruit bowl on the bottom shelf? Indeed, who does? I also who these does? outtakes were fun. That remember the Titans outtake like stuck with me forever. Just Morty up there and that whole you blitz all night. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely killed me. Uh, let's move on to Cobra Kai. Uh, we send the pilot of Cobra Kai with the new season coming out on Netflix. Uh, Ace Degenerate is the name of the pilot. This was a Dicer Watkins script. Jonathan and I writing on this one. Um, let's talk about the show. Hey, here's a new show to talk about, guys. We haven't talked about this show. Um, Although we did a couple weeks ago because you had it in your Beyond the Sins. Oh, that's true. I guess we'll go into the Sins then. <laughs> no, no, no. This I will say this was the first time I ever watched it. I'd been meaning to. Like, it wasn't like I was avoiding it. It's just there's a lot of stuff out there to watch, right? And oh, it was yeah. on YouTube for the longest time, and I didn't have access to it. Um, 
because it was on YouTube Premium. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, only Aaron was a subscriber <laughs> to. Actually, it was on YouTube Red. It was different or than what, Premium. Yeah, whatever They're they two different it. services. Like the no ads well, Red was doesn't different. exist anymore, right? Correct, because they're yeah. not doing original content uh, as much anymore. So yeah. So now it's just premium, and then you can also get like the you know the cable package or whatever, right? Like they, if you want to do that, right. but um, but anyway, so I never saw it. Then it came to Netflix, and I just I just hadn't gotten around to it yet. I loved the pilot. I I mean, it it had piloty things in it. Like there were things you know they had to like you know obviously throw in there mm-hmm. for ex- you know that's just always kind of annoying about pilots, but um. Or most pilots, but um, I was just I was really taken aback with um, Zapka um, by how good he I is. Just wasn't I wasn't prepared for him to actually uh, yeah be giving this good of a performance, and I'm I'm sure it only gets better. Yeah, and uh, and then like I I love the role reverse not the role reversal, but I like the and Aaron wrote that great uh, where we removed that sin about the way they present his character. Like I don't know how you know it's just it's just interesting the way they did, the way they structure his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's not really the villain, but he is still kind of an asshole, and you know, it's just I don't know. It's fascinating. Not even kinda. He's well, yeah, a- absolutely that's true. Is. Yeah, he definitely is. I mean, definitely yeah, is. It's and and they. I mean, they go over the top with it, but that's yeah. that's the interesting thing. The interesting redemption they're doing with that, you know, is uh, is to bring that character back. Yeah, I love the show. I, I did talk about it on uh, Beyond the Sins. Um, today, what's your familiarity with uh, the Karate Kid movies and the show and and all that? Oh, uh, I remember seeing some Karate Kid. I remember my friends doing the crane kick. Of course. All the time. All the time. Yeah. For a little while there. Yeah. We were just riding skateboards and doing crane kicks in the mid 80s. That's all we were doing. (laughs) That's all I remember, really. I, I, I don't. Watching the flashbacks of Cobra Kai, I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, uh, Mr. Miyagi. Remember Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. I remember being really upset yeah. about bonsai R. trees, um, but don't remember why. So anyway, um, I, I there was a craze. There was like this thing, and I, I remember being aware of it, mm-hmm. yeah. but not really, not really like, oh, I had a crush on this guy yeah. or you know anything like that. I, I think I don't really even remember what age I was when I watched right. it the first time, but I remember it being on, and I remember also my mom and dad liking it. You know, that it mm-hmm. was one that they enjoyed watching. So I remember yes. it being on multiple times. Maybe it was on TV. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> I, I took that's karate that's... because of this movie. I took karate through most of the late 80s and early 90s. Um, almost 100% yeah. because of this movie. Nice. Yeah. I don't I don't know that I'll, I'm interested in Cobra Kai, though. Um, I wouldn't think so. I, You know, when I talked about it, I mentioned one of the things that's so great about it is that canon unification thing. The idea mm-hmm. that if you, you're familiar with the world, it does such a great job at bringing parts of that world into a fresh new environment. Um, and so if you're not super familiar with the Karate Kid movies, a lot of it, a lot of this nostalgia is going to be missed. A lot of that canon unification stuff is going to be missed. So I think there's still yeah. something fun here, but yeah. But yeah also- I've heard little things here and there where they bring stuff back, like that even like the, the sequels get oh, intertangled totally. in yeah oh, which totally. is interesting yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's really fun <clears throat> but also a grown man beating up children's just never gonna sit with me <laughs> fair enough well we send that i'm glad you did <laughs> that's in the original karate kid movies too grown men beating up children well that, that's that true i mean that's bit. the thing i mean mr miyagi beats up kids sure right because yeah. he's he's protecting daniel sure i mean does. you know it's yeah, no, I, I can't imagine that's okay ever an if it's option. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. He gets a pass. Miyagi gets a pass. <laughs> no, I remember you saying this last week about 
putting it on its head like who is the hero here and who mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. villain and right. just going back in and i do think that that's an interesting concept and if i was if i had room in my brain to adventure into cobra kai that's probably something that i would enjoy as well mm-hmm. well yeah because i think it's interesting because the karate kid the movie is very black and white right yeah. like it's very caricatures like this yeah. is the Heroes villain and villains yeah this is mm-hmm. the good guy um i think they even don't the don't they even wear like black karate mm-hmm. geese? sure yeah of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's very so. So I, that's interesting with this, whereas, you know, I think just filmmaking in general and storytelling in general has, uh, you know, taken on that role that not everything is black and white. There's a lot of gray mm-hmm. and they're doing that with this. And um, yeah. which is really interesting to me. I'm definitely going to keep watching. I just I don't know when I'm going to get back to it. But yeah, highly recommend it. Uh, Danae, what were some of your uh, <laughs> favorites from the video? Um, cool. This is one of those present day shows. I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> <laughs> it just it like, always bothers, it's one of my pet peeves i'm like you can't just say present day because <laughs> that depends on when i'm watching God. it i like i can't wait to watch it 2067 it is many as many scripts as we've written together i've never thought about that until aaron wrote that set about coco yeah. in this in this year i was like that's a very good point like uh, <laughs> yeah man like you can't say about- present day it's not okay uh, I like this thing about pizza from a gas station. Like it's the least of your concerns oh. if you're getting pizza from a gas station. I yeah. do not agree. No, there's some great gas station pizza. There's some good I, gas station Casey's pizza. Casey's is great. Yeah. Uh, there's not here <laughs> that I'm aware of. Uh, if I ever saw somebody pull out my pizza and palm it, that was not so even gross. just not even so just gross. tip it, but like palm it, uh-huh. I would just I would. Change my mind. I guess unless I was incredibly desperate to eat, and then I would I did, eat it. I did sure. see a comment from somebody who was like, "If he had mentioned it, you guys would have sent it too." And I was like, "Yes, welcome to the channel. Thank you. Now you know how it <laughs> <Yes>. works." <laughs> well, I like the, when he's like, he's like digging. I don't because we don't show that in the. But when he asks for a plate, and you can hear him like digging through trash <laughs> to try to find the plate. <laughs> uh, and then the that's gastroenteritis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Enjoyed all of those. Nice. Well done. Fun script. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Yeah, I like the one where Aaron ended it with, seems like a worthy cause. Where do I send my check? <laughs> Which I didn't even get that one at first. For some reason, it wasn't registering with me because I was kind of like... I just have this pet peeve with, yeah. uh, like, especially youth athletics that emphasize, you know, yeah. like, persevering over injury. It's like, get back in there and play, yeah, you that's, know. Well, that's what I misunderstood. I was I was thinking you were just knocking, like, sports in general. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you were talking about the injuries. I was like, right. that makes, you know, that, yeah. that, that, that was the part I missed. Uh, wait, is it Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> it's present day. Not it's present, present day. day. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then the encore. But who asked if you have encore? Aaron and I both had sins about of that. Of course we did. It was just like, it's like, you got encore? <laughs> just <laughs> encore? Like, <laughs> Like HBO or you know, right, even like right. stars <laughs> on yeah. uh, uh I really liked being surprised this approach doesn't work. <laughs> like, yeah. With the woman. Yeah. yeah. Uh I had to mention the abysmal choice of standing still for your Pepto uh, shower. Yes, uh, that was great. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, we mentioned that one. Um, the advice my big brother of America gave me as a kid somehow makes its way into this episode. His name was Carl, which I would like to point out for no particular reason is still a better name than Grogu. I like, I like that we're kind of making that a, a, a running joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's great when stuff bleeds over. I love that kind of stuff. So, yeah, lots of fun doing Cobra Kai. I really enjoyed doing it. Uh, let's move on to music video sins. Olivia Rodrigo, Driver's License. Uh, is the name of the song. And um, yeah, this is a depressing and toxic song. I hate this song. Uh, this song is everything that is wrong about teenage relationships and the emphasis that's put on them. Uh, like, it's just, I I really don't like this song. Um, so what I mean, is it? So sounds like, fine, I but. mean, but I mean, she's got like, I mean, the person, the character in the song mm-hmm. would have like yeah. a, a, a teenager's perspective on things, which and, sure. You know, like it's, sure. I mean, it's ridiculous when you think back to the things that bothered you when you were a teenager. Oh, don't get you're me just wrong. Like, holy hell! I, I'm not you? saying I'm not saying that there's not realism in having yeah. a hard time getting over no, a relationship. No, 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 what I'm saying is this song emphasizes the idea of stalking that person after the relationship. The idea of not letting it go to a point that your friends are sick of you talking about it and you're not getting the like well now my this, question is just going to sound stupid when you bring up that stuff <laughs> why What's i love it? i love this in juxtaposition to barrett what barrett had to say right yes yeah, yes he, loved, please. he really I, I by the way i do not like the song uh, i will say that but so depressing but go ahead uh, yes he says i kind of love driver's license <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> well, it gets better. <laughs> Even though it's a little over dramatic and has a de- decapitalized title, anyone that discounts teenage heartache is a big old cockhole. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing I didn't discount it. I mean, good thing that's, oh, that's not true, what that's I was true. saying. <laughs> uh, since that may be the worst heartache. Obviously, this lady cannot drive, though, and that lowercase license should be rescinded immediately. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have been known to turn the song up in my car and sing along at the top of my lungs. <laughs> That's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I just like, do I, don't, I don't know. That's a do little weird. Thing. Do your thing. I remember <laughs> Teenage Heartache. Of course. I, I, it's yeah. terrible. I, I, too. I was yeah. grown up always being asked, who are you dating? Who's your boyfriend? Which, who are you going to marry? Who do you love? Like, this is yeah. just how I was raised. It was always mm. a question from every adult in my life and friend. So, of course, it was something I was hyper obsessed with. Like, mm-hmm. who am I dating? Who am I with? And so when I wasn't with someone that I had fallen in love with, it was horrible. And so I can relate to the feelings of it being the sure. end of the literal world. Um, so yes, I found this song to be something that was relatable to me. And and I wish it wasn't that way. I wish that like one of my favorite sins in the video was just uh, teenagers. But it was the lead in was um, how could I ever love someone else? <laughs> <laughs> and this then is teenagers. And I laughed at that because. There was no way for me to relate to that when I was a teenager. Um, but I mean, I've loved many times since those first love that since my first love that mm-hmm. I had that broke up with me and broke my heart. And like, I was just, it was all I talked about. It was all I was interested I in. Mean, so can, can you imagine marrying your high school sweetheart? How lame is that? 
<laughs> yeah. Who would ever do that? Uh, I know. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. We met in seventh grade. Uh, so. Oh, <laughs> middle school sweetheart. That's okay. No, we weren't technically quote unquote sweethearts until I, I think know. my I'm obviously kidding, sophomore, no. junior year in high I'm, school. I'm but, yeah. glad I didn't marry mine and I hope she doesn't listen to this show. But, um, you but, know. I doubt she does. Another sin that's, I think in, was it Happy Feet? That's like Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, like now that I have my Wikipedia, you know, membership, mm-hmm. um, and I am aware of how toxic all of that is. Yeah. The song is uncomfortable to listen to in that regard. I can't, it is. So I just, I don't, maybe that, and maybe that's a, maybe that's a thing that adults do more with females. Cause I, or, or maybe just, I don't know. I never had that question asked to me by oh, an no, adult. It's de- there's definitely a gender angle. angle yeah, to not it. surprised absolutely. by that at all. Yeah, I'm absolutely. not surprised by that at all. But it does happen. Like it's already happening Which to I think Iris. Maybe maybe another part of why it just irked me so much is the gender that. aspect of it. Is the pining thing? Like this, it's a thing that irked me about Wonder Woman 1984. You know that yeah. that she's just literally Chris pining after this guy. You know, so many years I'm, later, and it's just like that she's devolved into this person that can't let someone go, right? Or can't you know? I, like I just. I, I L- listen. There's something really beautiful about relationships that have that first pop of mm-hmm. intensity. Like sure. it's just yeah. it doesn't happen like that. Yeah, uh, every time. And I'm not saying it doesn't ever happen again. I'm just saying that first time that you feel love towards someone, where all you want to do is be around them, and everything in your future is them, and mm-hmm. you're willing to just kind of shift everything. To, it's just there's something really powerful about that and dangerous about that, which is why. I wish it wasn't something that was so predominantly placed in our men- in our mentality, at least in my culture that I was raised up in, um, that that was a really important part of who I was, that, that, that my identity was based on being with someone. I wish that wouldn't have been put yeah. on me because I would not have ended up with some incredibly toxic people because right? it would be a long time before I would realize that I should not continue to just date people because being alone is wrong. Being alone and having some time to figure out your own stuff is actually really powerful, and it helped me to know like what I actually wanted apart from other people. And so, doing I don't know, just but falling into those emotions, and when you're a teenager, is just oh, it's already complicated enough. Well, the idea oh, of puberty and just yeah, oh my oh, god, so much trying to figure out what you're going to so do much. for the rest of your life. It's so much. <laughs> the, yeah, the I was idea. just talking to somebody. Sorry, I was just talking to somebody the other day. And uh, he, I just, I asked him, I was like, so, you know, hey, what's like your goal? Like, what do you want to do with your life uh, late, later on? Do you know, like, or what's a, like a long-term, like a uh, dream of yours? And he was saying he didn't know. And I responded, yeah, me either. And there was like relief <laughs> that I still don't know what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because I'm a ever evolving person and I'm kind of following this journey and, and life is kind of who you're exposed to and, and who you're around and, and all of those things. And, and so you're hitting on it. You are you're getting there, man. I There's just there's the idea of dependency, right? The idea of independency and dependency and the seed of codependency is what is underneath the song. You know, the idea that without a significant other. I, I don't know how to survive. Now, I understand it's different here because you're talking about the specific significant other that you're mourning, that you're missing. That's a little different, but it, it starts with that seed of dependency. That seed of dependency can go towards you, what you do in life, just like you just said. The idea of, oh, I need to have a job to define me. I need mm-hmm. to have you know uh, a child to define me. I need to have right. a marriage to define me. You don't need those things to define you. In fact, that is 
really honestly, if I may take it to my favorite movie of last year, that is what I love so much about Soul was the overall theme of that movie was what defines you, what gives you value is that you are alive. That's all it takes. Like there's the, you know, you're not defined by some sort of weird Mm -hmm. vocational purpose or, you know, whatever it might be. You're not defined by, you know, who you're in a relationship with. You're defined because you are alive and you are human and you're valuable. And that's all that it takes. So yeah, I just, I, I love what you're saying. I think that's really, really cool. So Thanks. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the uh, the sins. You want to kick us off, Jonathan? Sure. Um, blatant overringing, I thought was very funny. <laughs> That's right. I like how also the narrator kept getting on to her about how terrible of a driver she was. The, <laughs> hey, man, you're supposed to be at 10 and 2. Come on. You just got your driver's license. Yep. Yeah, have that one too. Uh, I fully expected there to be a sin about the windshield wipers not being on, though. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch it personally. Uh, and then the only other one I had was this chandelier. I was enjoy sounds <laughs> like that. Uh, let's see the the whole rant about capitalization. Every time gets me. It just slays me every time. It's uh, getting more and more elaborate, the, the, isn't it? The fact that he, uh, you know, that the video has all these famous songs uncapitalized just to make a point. Uh, it's just it's really fun. I almost wrote a sin, and then I was like, Barrett's gonna write something. So uh-huh. there's. He's got that whole thing going, so yes. I'm, like, I'm gonna leave it yeah. alone. Yeah, non-capitalized titles is his present day. Uh, you know, that's it's just it's one of those things, one of those pet peeves. Uh, in fact, getting a license in a county that's halfway shut down would be much more interesting avenue for this song uh, uh, take than this boy won't talk to me anymore. I just wanted to bring that up because I actually have two children getting licenses uh, during a shutdown, and it is not at all interesting. So you are wrong. <laughs> it is just as boring as you think it would be. I, just remember, I was wrong. just watching it thinking like, where is she even going to go? Like, why Why would this be exciting at all? Like, this would be like the worst time to get a license. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, scene does not contain an overhead boombox. Uh, also made me laugh. Nice say anything reference. Danae, what about the you? The only one you guys didn't mention was Bulbasaur, which <laughs> was course. so funny to yeah. me. What a great... like. <laughs> Because his head just looks like a bulb. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was really funny. Uh, all right, let's move into Cinemasians. Uh We'll start with Happy Feet 2, which, by the way, is titled incorrectly on our YouTube channel. Uh, uh, it says Happy Feet in the number two. It is not. Oh. It is Happy Feet T-W-O, spelled out, um, because that annoys me. Uh, uh, you know. <laughs> what, do, what, do we, what do we Why don't do? you comment about it, Aaron? I should, you get I should comments, totally, so. totally comment about it. Uh, <laughs> this was a Dicer share script, Barrett and I writing on this one. Um, what do you think about the Happy Feet movies? Have we, did we have, were we doing this podcast yeah, when the first, when we I, did the first one? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, no, yeah, I thought we were. Maybe. I, listen, I, it's I, been a while. I don't think it's I don't been remember. that long, has it? I don't know. I know Barrett and I did the first one too, so okay, I don't know. This is when I'm turning to you, fan base. Where's our wiki? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I'm. Right. Uh, I've seen. I know I've seen them both. I just. I don't. I don't remember much about them. Like they. They didn't stick in my head. So and I didn't rewatch it for this video. But I did. Yeah. I. But I've been watching the video. There were a few things that like I remember Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, but I don't remember really particularly liking it. Did George Miller do this one as he well? He sure did. And this That's, is a terrible. Ah. Some, some people in the comments mentioned something I had heard as well. He was he was asked uh, about happy doing happy foot 
happy foot happy feet <laughs> three yeah <laughs> and he said if someone put a gun to my head and said come up with a story idea for happy feet three he said go ahead and pull the trigger <laughs> oh <laughs> my he's, god he's not interested at he all he has <laughs> the most interesting filmography i think of just about any director like he did it is, the mad max movies he yeah. did the witches of eastwick like I mean, he's just it's just it's bizarre but anyways uh this is a horrible sequel I, this is a really yeah. bad sequel i mean it has the same things from the first i mean the things that i like which are the bright colors the you know songs are always fun but the, i mean as far as a story goes like this is this is as bad as any ice age sequel like it's just there's nothing going on here so what did barrett have to say about it i know he wrote some stuff too i love this movie that is, that's what he said. Anybody who thinks this movie is a bad sequel. <laughs> He's like, I, uh, I like to watch this movie and listen to Driver's License in the background. He, he does start off by saying Happy Feet 2 was actually more interesting than I expected. <laughs> the well, animation yeah. was dope. Capitals, sure. dope. Sure. And it the voice cast was fine. Mm. Sure. Uh, the problem I have is that nothing fucking happens in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> They go from A to B to C, then back to A, and they stay there for the last 45 minutes of the runtime. I thought they were going to at least mention the fact that global warming was fucking up their habitat. But no, let's dance to Under Pressure instead. Yeah, <laughs> That's all he had to say. This is kinda, this is so this sounds kind of similar to like, well, I don't know, maybe there was stuff going on in Secret Life of Pets 2. But Secret Life of Pets 2 was just such a weird movie because it was like... It was like they just tied like three or four episodes of a TV show together. I don't know. I don't right. know why that made me think of it. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, what other movie am I thinking is like that? Um, Despicable, oh, Despicable Me. Despicable Me. Actually, yes. Despicable Me yeah. is is exactly what I was thinking of. It's just like yeah. yeah it's like a B plot, C plot, D plot yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Very strange. Um, yeah. So I don't really have a lot other to say than I just I don't like this movie. Uh, has Iris done the Happy Feet movies? Is this something? I mean, she. Would love cute little animals. Does she have happy feet? <laughs> she does have happy feet, but she's not seen happy feet. No, she's on um she's on other other kicks right now. You know, that's one thing that I struggle with is figuring out what movies to expose her to next since I mm -hmm. haven't seen so many. Um and I asked my best friend Aaron Dicer if I, was I could say, borrow if only you his had folders. A, a friend. <laughs> but but I he didn't you say you already like got rid of him? Yeah, yeah. I already combined yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. So you're giving me shit about that, but you already deleted them, buddy. So <laughs> not sure why you're giving me lip. No, you. Um, I'm not giving you lip. I'm just saying you could just ask me what are some movies that Iris might like, and I could send you some. Like that's you okay. Know, that's not so a hard we're thing. just gonna stop the podcast and move into a new segment called "Help Me Raise My Kid." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you think Happy Feet would be something that's basic enough that she could enjoy i'm sure she would enjoy it she uh obviously animals yeah she's super in animals there's some so. animal peril so you know that's the only thing i just never know like how much you want to get into that so there no, aren't they're not she's okay she's okay with peril to a certain degree okay. um she reenacts uh mufasa's death with her dad a lot <laughs> so she's, she's working that. through some stuff um and she's been watching over the moon and she stops and talks about you know why the little girl is sad because her mom dies and stuff like that so no that's good that's she's good. processing are you, that stuff um aaron are you this made me think of it because of the penguins are you a fan at all of the penguins of madagascar movie no it's oh. if for me it's suffer it's funny like there's some funny stuff in it but I've, it just I, I feel like i enjoyed that although i've never revisited it it's so. just like it, to me over and over i just kept feeling like there's a reason these characters are sidekicks i just yeah. you can only take so much of them 
you know, those sidekicks become the central characters type movies always suffer from a little bit of, uh, yeah. you know, the extra gene because those sidekicks usually are just so over the top and to have them be the focus for an entire movie is, I don't know, it's a little know. much There's for me. something about just the stupidity of them and sure. they they still like were able to succeed. Yeah. Like the way they pulled it off. I don't know. There was just something about it that I, but also when you're taking your kids to a movie, especially at that age, it's almost like if I don't get bored or. That's a win. You know, hate yeah. myself. That's a, that's totally a yeah. win. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite hate myself after Happy Feet 2, but I, I certainly didn't enjoy watching it again. No, I I, I have no like memories of it whatsoever, yeah. so I, I doubt I liked it. Uh, Danae, you want to kick us off on the sins on this one? Sure. Uh, starting off with the bong rip was <laughs> just the best. Yeah. Again, um, comes from my extensive drug use. Uh, I was able to... So... So the the words after the bong rip were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Did you adjust what the words were after he after Jeremy delivered the narration, or did he actually try to deliver the wacky words that you he, wrote? I should be clear in case you didn't know I was being sarcastic. Obviously, Barrett wrote this one, but um, but yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. He... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But he... I thought you were just like emulating. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> So well, I went. I no, went no, in and I re- I read the fan that of driver's license. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I went he, in I, and, go ahead. No, you. I was just going to say yes. I believe he wrote these words and then Jeremy imitated them. I believe that's what happened. If my memory it, is correct, that's what my interpretation was yes. as well. Because I went in and I read the uh, script. But how impressive is Jeremy's interpretation of delivering very those insane words? Yes, very impressive. So I would have assumed that it would have been like you know just make some weird. Mm-hmm. sounds <laughs> right yeah and then jeremy's like right. you know and then they wrote you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. but instead barrett wrote that out and yeah. jeremy performed it so that was really fun yeah um i love the hey how long do you estimate these krill can live outside of water two seconds three <laughs> as long as the lsd trip lasts for the writers uh i obviously miss drugs a lot um anyway <laughs> uh and then the um why didn't I see this before? You're really beautiful. And the lesson, as always, kids, is no doesn't mean no. It just means try harder. And she'll eventually realize that you aren't the douchebag you actually are for pressuring someone after they've expressed clear boundaries. Now go out there and turn those adamant no's into miracle yeses. <laughs> and in case you can't tell by my sarcasm, you should never do this. I'm going to guess Aaron that wrote that. One. You're going to guess correctly. I actually have I a, keeping tabs on that one. Um, oh good yeah so yeah and then the final one that i wrote down is the um the lead-in was i'm saying is this the end it was with the krill mm-hmm. and the sin was just don't tease me bro <laughs> <laughs> I love that. yep uh jonathan what about you well speak keeping with the krill which i i'm surprised i didn't remember that that seemed like a really weird like it's my favorite part of the movie side I lo- story though. i love them as the krill I, I thought that was my favorite part of the movie so sh- I had sure why not add a philosophical krill to a kid's penguin movie, <laughs> and then uh, how much skill to thrill kill a krill? Yeah, that was great. Um, they could tell everyone what penguins taste like and that babies taste the best. Mm-hmm. And then I liked the simple ones: letter sweaters and uh, cocaine dealers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the letter sweaters was just one of those things. I'm just like, what? Why do? Why do the letters have the, the sweaters? That makes no sense, and they're not even in the right place. Well, I like I like the idea that we have like a running sweater thing too, because like Elite the Weapon, we had assassination sweaters. And mm-hmm. Now we have letter sweaters. Nice. So, yeah. Fun, yeah. Uh, let's see the, uh, the idea that you're telling me somebody wouldn't have created ice Vegas, Gatlisberg or brand Stark 
Arctica already. Uh, Jeremy gave me a lot of uh, crap for that one, having to pronounce those. Um, but uh, I will say that it's the single most strangest thing to me about this sequel is it never addresses the end of the first movie in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. Like, the idea that humans saw penguins, the whole point of the end of the last movie... yeah is that Mumble saves them because he's doing an actual dance to a song, and they go there, and the entire colony can tap dance and sing. If humans you know, discover that, how are they just abandoning, like, leaving them in the Antarctica and know, not, like, producing some sort of tourist trap or something? When you've watched enough slasher franchise sequels to where, like... <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, like, you know, Friday the 13th Part 8, sorry to spoil Friday the 13th Part 8 for you two, because I'm sure you're going to rush out and watch it. Uh, Jason goes down in the sewers of New York, and of course, every night, if you guys didn't know this, at midnight, they run toxic waste through the sewers, <laughs> which turns Jason into a kid. And then, and the next, yeah, it makes no sense. It's it's so insane. Like, nice. you would... If you ever want to, if you ever want to know what taking drugs is like, Aaron, watch the end of Friday the Thirteenth Part. <laughs> Thank 8. you. Thank you. I and then that. at the beginning of the next film, he's just out in the woods, and uh, he's on America's Most Wanted. So, nice. Yep. Yeah. That. So you know, it it, it, it is what it, it breaks is. you. It breaks you. Watching <laughs> horror movie franchises then breaks you from kind of that need for any kind of consistency. I appreciate that advice. That's that's very good that advice. That is true. Well, I it, actually that did kind of suck though because if I ever wanted somebody to explain something to me like what happened after, it's definitely turning into a kid in the sewers of New York. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to know. But anyways, sorry uh, to go you, out. You mentioned the existential uh, krill. I le- I liked uh, the, I'm pretty sure Warner fished them out of Pete Doctor's recycling bin uh, just because <laughs> of his tendency to do existential cartoons. Uh, I have to mention Deus Ex on Machina. Uh, Machina. Uh, the, uh, the Ocean's 500 trillion I wanted to mention because I looked that up and that's how many krill they estimate there are in the ocean. 500 Holy trillion. Crap. Uh, Krill, that is an actual number. So, um, they... yes, that is a number. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And they love to watch The Office. Yes, they do. Every last one of them. Um, and then finally, oh, thank God, their long national nightmare of roughly 22 to 24 hours during which they were well-fed and very comfortable is finally over. Um, just such a great summary of how pointless this entire movie is. So <laughs> I wanted to end with that one. All right, let's move on to Batman Assault on Arkham. This was an Atkinson Watkins script, uh, Chris and, uh, Jonathan writing on this one. Um, I've never seen this. I assume Danae hasn't either. <laughs> So, Jonathan, take no, it away. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, how many people had seen this? I actually ventured into the comments. My comments actually from this one, but um, I ventured into the comments on this, and I was actually surprised at how many people like. I mean, and oh, they nice. weren't being mean, but not only had seen it, but really liked it. Uh, and um, I, I didn't like it. Uh, out of the five or six of these animated DC movies I've done, I think it's probably my least favorite. It's just, it's just, it. Nothing happens. Like it's so. It looks terrible. I'm... It's not. I mean, it's not even terrible. It's just kind of like, yeah, okay. Like it's just a bunch of, you know, it's it's basically a Suicide Squad movie and not a Batman movie. But at the time, Suicide Squad had not come out in theaters. This was like a couple years. This like a year before or something. So I guess they didn't feel comfortable, uh, you know, calling it Suicide Squad. So they made it Batman. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's not very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on to the and sins. It suffers, then. it suffers from that crap that all these do where they have to have every villain. Yeah. Um, even if they're not, you know, important to the story. Um, and the Joker always has to end up in it, you know, of course, just, of course. Yeah. It's just, it's what, not good. What about Chris? What did he have to say? Uh, 
Chris said, Batman Assault on Arkham is another in a long line of Batman animated movies. Only this time, it's not so much a Batman film as it is a Suicide Squad film. It came out before the live action movie. So I think Warner slash DC was uncomfortable calling it anything but Batman. For me, the silliest thing about this movie is the plan to break into Arkham. This time, Arkham is not just an asylum. It's a whole island full of facilities, including a hospital, separate uh, penitentiary, mansion, and a morgue. But the way they sneak into Arkham is so unnecessary. Harley Quinn breaks into a doll store and Batman, of course, is watching. So he grabs her and tells the cops to take her to Arkham. Somewhere in the middle of all that, Deadshot overtakes the cops and steals the car, something he could have done with any cop and any car without Harley breaking into a doll store. And then he continues by saying, and it made total sense why they did that. It's so Batman could later be suspicious of how Harley acted when he captured her and he'd realize something was going on at Arkham. The movie also does this thing that doesn't make sense from Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, where someone has to change the computer ID database so that the rest of the crew can get into Arkham using their badges. There is no time constraint, so it makes no sense that the characters all try to get into Arkham using their badges before the system is updated. It's also the movie can have that suspenseful moment of, are they going to be able to get in? And it's a waste of time. Watching sex scenes in animated Batman films is hilarious. Yes, in, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. In, in this one, Harley and Deadshot have some PG-13 sex, showing about as much nude cartoon flesh that you can get away with. And, and that's, that's how, the last. Of, and that's the I last. Got, that's the last of his thoughts on this one. Going back to the way they work Batman into the story, I don't think I've unintentionally laughed so hard in the longest time except when Batman says, "That's the Thursday shift." Um, when, he, <laughs> when he like figures out that the wrong workers are right, there, so that's how right. he knows they loop the cameras. Oh my god! I mean, it was just—it's <laughs> like, but that's the thing. People complain. They're like, "I want to see Batman be a detective." It's like, well, that's what you're gonna see. Yeah, there you, you go. Congratulations, you got what you wished for. <laughs> you played yourself. Uh, okay, so let's start here. I'll go ahead and go into some sins uh, since the rest of us haven't seen it. But uh, but. Can we start with the lunch conversation? That was a big conversation in the comments, and I was I was curious about what you guys thought because I guess I didn't see that part in the comments. What was so it? we talking about? The idea we send the fact that he's like I'm gonna eat my lunch, but it's the middle of the night, and like all the comments are basically like, uh, has nobody ever worked on the third shift? Like, oh yeah, oh I'm sorry, know. that does actually factor into my comments. I I do remember this now. I just had forgotten. But yeah. yeah, so it was it was an interesting thing for me. So I I want your opinion. Like, do you call it lunch? No. If it's base, if it's at night, but it's based on, is it based on your schedule or the day's schedule? Because what do you call it then? Do you call it a midnight snack? Like, I don't know. I've never worked third shift, but I would probably not call it lunch. Right. So, Danae, what do you think? Because I would still probably eat lunch. I mean, if I woke up or whatever. That's what I was saying. You're sleeping over normal yeah. lunchtime. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is important, Danae. This is, you have to have an opinion. <laughs> eat when you're hungry. <laughs> well, yes, but we have this conversation with the difference between supper and dinner. Like the oh, idea of this. like what is di- like what do you call the times you eat and is it important you know yeah because oh, hold on a second because I mean I've I'm in the South and I grew up in the South supper is what we normally call dinner right and dinner would be lunch well, if you go by the supper dinner I uh, my understanding is I just say lunch and dinner dinner but. is the evening meal supper oh, see, is I thought... supper is any meal that is important in value. So oh, like okay. you have a Thanksgiving supper 
and that can be any time of the day, um, you know, or a, we yeah. had growing up a Sunday supper, and it was after church. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, see, it's slang here, at least, in in my neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, supper was slang for what most people call dinner. Dinner, right, And yeah. then dinner would be lunch, which I never did I've that. My family never called lunch, it that. But so. I find these conversations very valuable and really important, and uh, words mean something, and we should all But agree. I just, like, anytime I eat, <laughs> I just say I'm eating. That's right. That's, that's right. No, I think I think at the end of the day, I have to go with the, it's okay to call it lunch, you know, it, if you're working the third it shift. It's fine. Like, it, you know. it was just a weird thing to say. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. It just struck me as odd, and sometimes we send things that strike us as odd. Can you actually have breakfast for dinner? Because are you really breaking your fast if you've been eating throughout the day and then you have dinner? How long is a fast? What counts? <laughs> what counts? Yeah. How long does it have to be before you're breaking your fast? Yeah. So. You're having, but Or is every meal breakfast? Right. Exactly. You're having traditional. Well, then, and this is and then we can get into the whole how do you how do you not feed the gremlins after midnight? <laughs> That's right. Every time is after midnight. When does yeah. it officially become not after midnight again? You have mm-hmm. to feed them at midnight. Right. Like. You That's have, the only way. Less, yes. You have 60 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm telling you, this is why I wanted to have this conversation. It's amazing. Uh, other stuff I really liked. Uh, I imagine this riddle was a big hit during the Game of Thrones days, but this is 2014 when nobody realizes Game of Thrones is going to suck yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Well, that was great. Uh, I don't know how he found it. I marked the folder unimportant stuff on my desktop. Yeah, that was great. Uh, mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, let's see. Oh, and then the poker. I have to mention the poker sin. Uh, I don't know why some guy was in this pot on a board holding seven deuce. Oh, sure. Maybe you're hoping to hit your gutter, but someone's going to have to explain reverse implied odds to this, this guy. I like, I, that whole (laughs) thing for me was just like manna from heaven. I was like, somebody knows poker. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I mean, we both do, but yeah, Chris, Chris definitely wrote that one. Reverse implied odds, man. Working that into a sin is, is just, you know. That's glorious. Uh, Migulis. Great sin. Great sin. <laughs> oh, no, Migulis. <laughs> Remind me. And that's one thing. I, man, Boomerang is just freaking annoying. Live action or animated. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Boomerang misses the guard. You missed. And he says, wait for it. He's like, tantric boomeranging. It's <laughs> so great. It's so great. It's just so great. Uh, man, they are super lax with patient attire in this asylum. And... Oh, God. Yeah. Poison Ivy, man. That was weird. And then I had a question. Then I had a question. Who wrote the uh, dishwasher sin? Uh, Black what Sp- was it? Black Spider takes this guy's tub of dishes in the dishwasher. Oh, Chris. Seems nonplussed. Is somebody trolling me with nonplussed now? We've had I, the nonplussed conversation, haven't we? We've had I don't this think com- Chris listens to us, so probably <laughs> <laughs> Well, only Chris would know this, because there's a way to interpret this sin where it's actually used oh, correctly. Oh, you're saying like we discussed it like that word nonplussed right yes. i kind of remember this maybe because it is often used in fact nonplussed is the new literally because literally got used incorrectly so much that now there are two definitions of the mm-hmm. word literally in the dictionary that are opposite of each other that is the same as nonplussed now there's the the first definition which is been correct for a long time, which is the idea of being surprised and confused at something. So if something shocks you like the kind of wait, what? That's being nonplussed. All right. That's what that word means. But people have taken it to mean unaffected because of that's just they think that's what it sounds like. You know, like plus would be being affected and being nonplussed would be just like 
not affected. Those are opposite things, but now it apparently means both because there's a second definition in the dictionary because so many people used it incorrectly. Uh, so Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so I didn't know if he was using it because there's a way to interpret this in where maybe he's saying that the dishwasher was like confused and surprised, but it almost sounds like he's saying the dishwasher didn't notice. So one of those is quote unquote correct and one of those is apparently also correct. <laughs> and that's been the last five minutes of our life that's right. you got, hey if you and chris have this conversation will you please do it in a private chat <laughs> okay i don't sure sure yes <laughs> i'm just kidding i'll tag i'll just make sure i tag you on every uh <laughs> every you. line uh danae what about you what are some of your sins um i wrote down three simple sins uh the why didn't i quit when i was ahead and the quote is or, and, and I, uh, this one is like, oh, I know this one. It's when I was a jar, just making fun of yeah, all of so the good. puns at the very beginning. I really enjoyed. Um, my boner hasn't been this frightened since the shape of water. Mm-hmm. I don't know why boner jokes crack me up. <laughs> I, I find them funny. <laughs> um, and then the, I think it's weird that Joker has sex. <laughs> yeah, that was one of, that was probably my favorite. I had that it's one. It's just down. such this like yeah. offhanded comment that mm-hmm. just yeah. comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Chris is. Chris is awesome with those. I, I I don't know how I don't know what it is, but he's got that touch. He's got that yeah. brain, man. His brain just does that stuff, and it's just so good. Well, because he was probably like thinking. I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna speak for him. My guess is like this is how I come to the simple ones sometimes is because I'm trying to think of something a little more complex, and then it's just like oh, just I'm just gonna write it like this, and you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It feels like it comes easier to him for some reason. So, Jonathan, anything else? Uh, I liked even serial killers. Uh, like comfort sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would help me masturbate. I mean, understand better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gus freeing is always getting exploded. Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought it was great. Uh, Jeremy singing Jungle Love and uh, Jeremy doing the Super Friends narrator when he did the. Meanwhile, Batman sends his plane from the moon. Mm-hmm. He did a very good job there. And also, I should mention. I swear to God, I didn't even think about this when I mentioned Friday the Thirteenth in our last conversation, but. I just wanted to throw out that I got the the uh, the outtake wherever the red dot goes, ya bang. That is actually from Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, and I have wanted to use that outtake for the <laughs> longest time. It's like and I list finally stuff. got I finally got like a, a laser cider uh, scene uh-huh. where I could do it. I was so excited because that's the crazy that actor actually I've heard because I don't go to like horror conventions, but. Whenever that actor's at a horror convention, if he signs something for you, he signs it like that. He says, wherever the red dot goes, you bang. That's that's amazing. Nice nice way to check it off your bucket list, man. Good job. Good job. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's move into Keeping Tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, 
Those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Is this how Aaron feels? When we're. Okay. We're going to try this. Okay. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to talk about something about the process of doing what we do. Uh, maybe some searches we had to do. Uh, some new. We could talk about the new script process that happened this week. Although I think yeah. that would Can be that very. Can that be mine? Sure. I mean, if you want it, I think it might be very boring. Because I don't boring. really have anything this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Rick go ahead. And Morty. Rick and Morty is not one where I'm doing a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it's it's mostly just you know I don't know. I guess I did ask uh, the internet a question um, just to see if there were threads out there, which was like, would Rick and Mor- would Rick and Morty be up at 6 a.m. just to see if it had been discussed before. <laughs> right. I just found it really hard to believe everybody would be like straight up having a full blown, fully prepared breakfast at six o'clock in the morning. No, it's good. So, it's good research. Oh, it's good like, research. Right lot, have you had a fully prepared breakfast at six in the morning? Like, yes. when was the last time that happened? Yes, I have. I mean, no, I mean, I have, but like, I can't, but like, since I went to school, like, I, I can't even think of the last I time. I can't think of the last time I sat down with my family and everyone yes. was fully dressed, Man, fully ready, so fully awake. Well, my whole yeah. family is at the at the kitchen table at five thirty every morning for bacon, eggs. I'll tell you uh, when pancakes. the last time it happened was when I is when I didn't sleep the night before and I and I yeah. was my meal right. before crashing. That's it will the last never time. happen in my household because my wife and daughter are not morning people. I kind I I wasn't either. I kind of had to become one because we had mm-hmm. dogs at one point. So. Right. Somebody had to get up and let the dogs out. So. Yeah, but that's different because this yeah. is like somebody getting up and get and everyone being completely fully prepared to have a conversation at the table yeah, as no, if it was a no. Thanksgiving dinner at 6 a.m. No, somebody at the very least, somebody would be like in PJs or something, you know. Oh, you know what? I also looked up and this didn't make it into the into the script, but I also looked up how long it takes the average birthday candle to to, <laughs> to <laughs> melt down to melt um, because and I didn't, I was trying to write it and I just, it, it didn't work out. Um, but it, the birthday candle that is put in the pancake pile does not ever diminish. And I always remember my birthday candles, they go pretty quick. Yeah, they go fast. <laughs> they Super go fast. cheap wax, you know, it doesn't yeah. stick yeah. around. So my sin was going to be something about by the time that he gets back to his pancakes, mm-hmm. it's going to have a pile of wax on it or, you know, wow, this is a really amazing candle. You know, just something to try to point right. out that the candle wasn't melting and I just, I got mad enough at the sin that I personally killed it rather than bringing it to the table for others to try to resurrect. See, now I realize I maybe have made a mistake. You I should have done it. You've got stuff. See, you've, so, you've, yeah. you've got uh, keeping tabs. You got things so I, and things and we'll, stuff. We'll just save our really exciting conversation about <laughs> our script writing process and for Danae another time. Hates the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, script, the script writing process. The the I crazy. Talk, I'm really curious what that is, though. What your problem with that is, but we can talk about that non. Oh, I will go off. 
and then I will. And I'm, then I'm, I'll, that's what I'm saying. I'm really curious because they seem pretty. Just I mean, they are what they are. I don't know. I I'll go off about it, and then I'll be like, okay, maybe it's not a big deal. And then I realize I'm still mad about it. So there's something truly no, I there. I just things, don't know what it is yet. I d- believe me. Everybody has those things that just bug yeah. them. It's, it's not change. Yeah. It's just that fucking yeah. little triangle, man. Anyway, sorry guys. Sorry. Go on, Jonathan. What do you got? Um, so there's a whole bit and we send a little bit of it, but I didn't get, I didn't get too much into it cause I didn't really find much on the research, but there's a bit in at Arkham, uh, the Batman movie where, uh, killer, Sh- killer frost and King shark <laughs> are like <laughs> flirting. Mm-hmm. And then, so I actually typed and it was the reason I bring this up. Cause I thought this was funny. I, when I Googled it, I Googled have, have King Shark and Killer Frost ever hooked up? <laughs> so I googled because nice. I was curious if there was actually like a past to this, and um, I found some interesting fan fiction. But um, <laughs> you're sure you apparently did. this was really the only movie, and and apparently I don't, and I couldn't even really find it. They had really been like together and stuff that much. They might have been in like a Suicide Squad comic or something, but there wasn't a whole lot on it. Um, I did find out though. Uh, that uh, King Shark was actually originally a Superboy villain, which is just funny because I just mm. I don't know. Superboy has always been kind of a silly thing to me, but whatever. But um, but he's also he was also in uh, I did, but I forgot that uh, him and Killer Frost both are on the have been on the Flash, uh, the TV show. Uh, King Shark's been on as a villain at least once, if not more. And then Killer Frost, of course, is uh, Daniel Panabaker. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she that's like her, I guess power alter ego uh what have you i i'm i'm a couple seasons behind on that show so i don't know if that's still a thing but i know that has in the past so i was just i just ended up finding out stuff like that but i couldn't i couldn't actually find out um if they had ever hooked up i did however find out killer frost and the penguin uh apparently had a little thing Hmm. in a uh one of those like kind of almost like a what if story like that took place in world war ii um which was disturbing but uh Mm -hmm. you know well, I just I, looked up, you know, I just looked up comic book characters having sex. It's perfectly normal week. It's a normal thing. <laughs> at the Watkins normal thing. household. Normal thing. Uh, I mentioned my keeping tabs was about turning those adamant uh, no's into miracle yeses uh, sin from yeah. Happy Feet. Uh, we had quite the discussion as we are wont to do about the pluralization of the word no and yes. And it just never looked right to either one of us the way we wanted to do it. And so I did a lot of research on what is the accepted way to pluralize the word no or yes. And turns out there is no accepted way. Uh, Everybody has a different opinion on this. But N-O-S looks like nos to me. It doesn't doesn't look like no's. Um, But you also can't do like N-O-E-S because then it just looks like, like like a word I don't understand. You know, it's like no S. Or something. Um, so uh, what I found is that I like in the way that I'm going to do it from here on out, even if it's not this way in the script, uh, is using quotation marks around words when you need to pluralize them. So and we do this actually when we talk about here's a nice little behind the scenes. When the narrator laughs, we will count the number of ha's. Of ha's. That, but you can't yeah, write yeah. H-A-S because that's has. And so you put quote around ha, then with the S after it. I like that. I think that's the way to pluralize words is to do like quotation marks around no, and then the letter S um, would be no's. I think I like that better. But anyhow. Yeah, I've never really thought about that because yeses, you would just add an ES, right? That I mean, that looks normal. I think, 
Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's e- it, it's a little easier on the eyes, but I think I would still do yeses the same way. Um, but yeah, every, everybody's different, so. Yeah, or you would just say, you know, yeah, yeah, that's weird. I never thought about it. I guess maybe I've never written it plural. Because so. you're talking about the word as the concept, yeah. not the symbol of the, like when you say cars, you know, that's, yeah. that's a symbolic thing of multiple things, cars, you know, but when you're talking about the word itself, you mm-hmm. know, it just becomes something yeah, different. Weird. Yeah. So anyhow, wanted to bring that up because I thought it was interesting. But now we, can, now we can move on to the comment section. Just like there's two definitions for literally. <laughs> literally. There there's literally, literally two definitions for literally. And they're literally opposites. Yep. <sighs> the human language makes sense. <laughs> I mean, English makes sense. <laughs> the human language. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm tired and hungry. <laughs> I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. What are some of the comments you guys liked from this week? Can be from uh, anything. Discord, Twitter, the videos. Um, I get, I, You know what? I'll start because you mentioned uh, the penguin having a sexual relationship. Um, and, <laughs> and that reminded and me. And that reminded me, literally, <laughs> <laughs> of a comment from the Happy Feet 2 video that says this man said pilf in a sentence like it was a normal occurrence and it wasn't a violation. I, I meant to bring that up. I thought that I'm glad you had this comment because I did think that was just like, did they just say pilf? <laughs> that's, that's, that's was right. it, that wasn't a recent um, script. Yeah, Happy Feet 2 script, in fact. No, I mean, <laughs> that wasn't a that wasn't another um another script recently i thought oh, that someone said pilf and then it was huh. like we pointed it out but I, when i searched through our archives for it i couldn't find it so maybe i'm wrong <laughs> yeah i don't know what else it would have been about uh was it about what professors um psychiatrists uh no, I just puppets remember us, maybe it was, was about some puppets <laughs> word that we were like i don't remember now yeah never mind uh anyhow so i wanted to mention that one today uh what did you have um, I went to our CinemaSense Podcast Network channel for the episode last week and um, telling everyone says I've been the guy to go to someone. I think I think they meant to say I've never been the guy, but they said I've been the guy to go to someone's Patreon. But if you do live streaming of this podcast, hurry up and take my money. Ooh. And I wrote, Challenge really? Haha, yay. Okay, I'm going to have to try to make this happen. And then Mitch replies, woohoo, Danae replied to me. I am extra special. So telling everyone is who posted it, but then Mitch replied. <laughs> so I got extra confused. And I just wrote, I'm also currently eating tater tots and I'm willing to share. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen in this comment thread over the next week. But I'll be watching it closely because telling everyone and Mitch, maybe the same person, this is a conspiracy theory. I don't know. This is a big deal, guys. Um, But anyways, I did appreciate the feedback about us doing some type of a live element for the show. Well, we know for a fact it's going to happen. Uh, We know for a fact. Well, I mean, consistently. Right. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, And we should talk about Sin Week um, at at some point. But Jonathan, let's let's hear your comment first. Uh, Well, we actually already kind of discussed. Uh, it was the it was from Batman Arkham Asylum, uh, not Arkham Asylum, Assault on Arkham. Good God! Um, it was the 
uh, Jason Pratt said, today I learned that Jeremy doesn't know what third shift is. So oh, that was yes, the one with I, the lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just well, thought that was funny. Well, since you, we kind of already talked about that one, I'll throw in another one. Because I cool. did I did want to talk about uh, Charted Studio said, uh, also from the Happy Feet 2 video, the one sin that was just puns means someone on the writing team is pissed at Aaron. <laughs> and I just <laughs> thought that was funny that, uh, that, you know, because of how much I love puns. Now, I, I bring this up to say... It's really interesting that you would pick that one out because I wrote uh, a sin uh, for that one as well, where it was just puns, and it was a sin removal. And it, because the pun is goodbye, <laughs> Krill World, and it is a great pun. That is a fabulous pun. And so my sin was basically like laughter, narrator laughs, and then, okay, that one got me. Um, but no, Barrett chose the same opportunity to be like, puns suck. And uh, into sin puns, so there you go. A nice little I feel behind like the scenes. Puns is a pretty old running one, though, right? Like I think, it is. Oh, I feel for like sure. That was before for our sure. time. And that's part of the beauty is that we send puns and then have thirty of them in the you know the video yeah, itself. So absolutely, yeah, it's one of those things. That's how it works. All right, let's move into beyond the sins to infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Before we get into beyond the sins. <laughs> Mention Sin Week. It's coming up. Uh, we have decided on the week of March 22nd through the 26th, we will be doing Sin Week. It will be online only this year. Uh, we put it off as long as we could and just decided we needed to do an online version. Uh, but some exciting things are going to be happening. So you're definitely going to want to be a Sin Club member uh, here coming up soon because we're going to be doing... I'll, maybe I'll take off the pop filter so you can see me. <laughs> no, no. You're going to Wilson. No, it's going to be total Wilson. Everyone needs to see you Wilsoning. <laughs> It needs right. to happen. That's right. Uh, yeah. If you want any more information on Sin Week, there is a post pinned at the Sin Club membership page at Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com uh, slash cinemasins, uh, the very first post pinned there uh, will be about the information for Sin Week. So yeah, you and can check that out there. in case you are a new fan of Cinemasins in general, just super quickly, Sin Week is when we release multiple videos throughout the week. And then we usually have had some sort of, some sort of uh, in-person gathering amongst uh, fans, but we're not going to be doing that this year. So um, you're going to be having three extra videos that week. Uh, and then more details will come about what we're going to be able to do. In addition to those, some live streaming is going to happen. It's going to be but fun. I think, I think, aren't we doing as, we usually did what we always did all the videos, but it was usually only two or three days of us in person. But now it's going to be every day, right? Or, yeah, or it's five a, days. Four, mm -hmm. I think four of the five. I think Monday through Thursday is the plan. Monday through Thursday, uh, we right. will have a live stream of some sort, podcast recordings, different kind of fun things, uh, details to come. But but yeah, you can kind of check out what we're thinking at uh, the membership page at patreon.com slash cinemasins. So wanted to kind of give you guys a heads up on that. Uh, what else from uh, pop culture have you guys been checking out? Today, why don't you start? Well, my friend Aaron recommended a video to me and Iris, and we watched it. Oh. Happy Feet 2. Nope. <laughs> um, thank you for the mention for Burrow, which is a short Pixar. Is it, is it, uh, it's a specific, like, is it a subset of Pixar that You know makes what? Those? I'm glad you brought this up because today they actually launched. So it's called Spark Shorts on uh, yeah. Disney+. Plus, and this is what kind of the Disney Pixar shorts have turned to. They're not doing them on the movies anymore. They're doing them on Disney Plus as Spark Shorts. But they also just released something else just today that is more mm -hmm. of like more stories from the Pixar universes 
uh, in short films. Like there's Toy Story one, there's an Incredibles one, there's a Finding Nemo one. So is that the Pixar popcorn? Popcorn, that's what it's called. Yeah, Pixar yeah. popcorn. Um, they just launched as well. So that might be something okay. you guys are interested in too. And you should also watch Bow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Bow's great. So Burrow is adorable and super great and wonderful. And I think the reason that I'm loving it so much is because Iris loves it so much. Of course, that changes pretty mm-hmm. much everything. Yeah. And you have a three-year-old, well, she's nearing four now, um, who is squealing with delight beside you, cracking up, belly laughing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah. that really changes the enjoy the enjoyment when you can just see it through somebody else's eyes who's super loving it. But what was really fun is also the moment we had just built a fort in the living room. I pushed up our love seat against the couch to where like all of the cushions were touching face to face so that, and then we, then we um, strung up this really big heavy blanket and I got the brooms and I made them, you know, like what we're going to, the, I don't know, the pillars that would hold Mm -hmm. up this this blanket. I had like a twine to tie the blanket to the end of the broom poles and there was like windows and all this stuff going on. And then we climbed into it together and peeked out over the edge of the love seat across the living room and watched burrow um as we were so as you're the, burrowed the, the bunny is burrowing we are also burrowed it was fantastic yeah just like you said it would be Aaron, and it's just super super cute and it's really fast it's only like six and a half minutes uh there's no um there's no dialogue which made a really interesting conversation uh she asked many times like why are they talking and i said well we can communicate without words sometimes. What do you think the bunny is saying in this scene? I'd pause it so we could talk about it. Now we already watched it like six times in a row. <laughs> yeah. So I was able to pause it without her freaking out because she enjoys it so much. But now we're kind of where we're pausing it and talking more about uh, the creation of stories because she's really into digesting this thing in all of its like parts and pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a really, really cute um, and really well done. And I love the animation style and a great story about community. Uh, even for those of us who don't always like to be around people. So a uh, super fun message and a really quick one called burrow on Disney plus. Yeah. Who doesn't like to be around people. That's crazy. That's weird. That's so weird. Those I, people, you know, Jonathan, why don't you go next? Well, it's that was you know that was a really good parallel to mine because much like you know a lovely uh, you know short film for a kid, I'm going to talk about Servant, um, which is <laughs> nice, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, go from you know I don't know, but anyways, uh, no. So Servant uh, just started its second season on Apple TV Plus. Uh, this is M Night Shyamalan. However, it is not M Night Shyamalan. Did not create this. Um, he just—I mean, I, he's directed a few episodes, but I—I I do feel like you should say that because he did not write this. Or um, although there is a Shyamalan that wrote a few episodes, I don't know if that's someone. I assume that's someone related to him in some way, but I don't know. I didn't look that far into it. But it was actually created by uh, Tony. Uh, I'm going to go with Bags Gallup. I have no idea. But for me. Um, anyway, so I watched the first season when it aired. Uh, last year on on Apple TV Plus, it was the first show on Apple TV Plus I watched because uh, I'm a huge Shyamalan fan and it it looked really interesting. And I guess if anybody who hasn't seen it, the basic premise is that in the first episode, there's a couple played by um, Toby Kebbell and Lauren Ambrose who are both great um, in this series. And um, they have recently, I don't know, well, you don't really know at the time. I guess I'll just talk about what happens in the first episode. They have lost. They have a. They have lost a child. 
And the mother, played by Lauren Ambrose, is not able to uh, cope with this. So I guess a therapist or someone has 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 um, suggested that they use, I don't even know what they call it, but it's basically a doll. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it has a little more lifelike qualities to it, but it's essentially a doll. So she can um, try to work towards accepting what happened. And they even go so far as to, as to hire a nanny. And um, Toby Kebbell is well aware that this is the doll is fake, but Lauren Ambrose is not. She's still, you know, she's still dealing with everything. And then by the end of the first episode, uh, they all of a sudden have a real live baby. Um, and then the show goes from there. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a really interesting mystery because you don't know where it's going. You don't know what this nanny has to do with it, if she has anything to do with it. Uh, Toby Kebbell and Lauren Ambrose are really good in it. Uh, Rupert Grint uh, from Harry Potter. Uh, in one of the first like grown-up roles I've ever seen him in, plays uh, Lauren Ambrose. It is Lauren Ambrose, right? I'm saying that right, aren't I? I believe so. It's her. She was from Six Feet Under, but uh, he plays her brother. Yeah, Lauren Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's actually quite good. Um, I mean, I, he was good on Harry Potter, but still, I just hadn't seen him. You know, I hadn't seen him as anybody else, so it was kind of interesting. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And then the finale happened, and I was a little confused. I hated um, the finale. I hated well, that finale. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The main reason I was part of, it was a couple things. I I guess I I guess I just assumed I knew there was going to be a second season, but I I don't know. I felt like the story was going to wrap up more. I wasn't sure if that was an ending. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. And then and because it kind of almost felt like that was the end of that story. And I guess yeah. this isn't a spoiler because the second season has already started. And Lauren Ambrose and Tor- Toby Kevill are still on the show. Um, so they are continuing that story. So with that in mind, I had rewatched the first 10 up. Ep- I had rewatched the first season before I saw the season premiere of the second season. Mm-hmm. It played a lot better. Did it? Yeah. Just because, like I said, I kind of know that's a cliffhanger, right? That's yeah. a that's a season finale. As yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. A story wrap. It's still not great, but it played better. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that I love this show, but I like it quite a bit. It's a. Uh, it's very different. Like I, I, I can't think of another show like it, which is interesting. Um, and it's, uh, I like I said, I really like the performances. I really like that. I have no idea where the story is going. I've only seen the season premiere. I haven't seen today's episode. Um, have you seen more than you've? Have you seen the whole season, Aaron? The second season? I, I haven't. I have access to the the whole second season. I just haven't sat down to watch it. Uh, oh, so you I, haven't seen any of them yet? No, I. Oh, okay. my Apple. I it's anyway it's gotcha complicated to explain but I have to watch it a certain way and so yeah. it's a, it's more efforting to watch I, the Apple TV Plus stuff. Totally get it. Totally get it. If you do get around to watching it, though, I'm really curious what you think because yeah. the first the the first episode was really interesting and uh, I was like how are they going to continue the storyline, you know, after the first season but uh there's something at the very end of the first episode that they do with specifically the Toby Kebble character that really interested me. So oh, I'm really cool. excited to see where it goes from here. But um, uh, yeah, no, it's it's a solid recommend. Like I said, I, I I I don't quite love it yet. And maybe when it's all said and done, maybe I will. But um, I'm definitely very intrigued by it, and I will I will continue to watch. I think Shyamalan mentioned recently it wouldn't go more than four seasons, but I don't know if that means they have four seasons mapped out or that's just the idea they have in their head. Right, because um, I don't even know if it's been renewed for a third. So um, I don't know, but uh, but it I guess it's kind of popular, and it does kind of suck because it is limited. Like you, I think the only way you can watch it at all is Apple TV Plus. Like I don't even know that you can purchase the first season on digital or anything. I think you have to have the subscription. Yeah, 
they did say they renewed, they uh, extended their trial though to through July. Um, you know, if you're if you're buying new Apple products and whatnot. Oh, nice. But uh, yeah, cool. So, uh, there you go. Yeah, Serve I will it. check that out at some point for sure. Uh, I enjoyed the first season enough. Was intrigued by the first season season enough that even yeah. though I I didn't like the finale. Um, that I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm going to talk about a movie called Our Friend uh, that came out the day we record this. Uh, it'll been out uh, a little bit for you. And I actually don't remember where. I think it may just be VOD. Um, so you may have to purchase it. Um, but anyways, it's called Our Friend. And I had a chance to see this uh, last week. And it stars Dakota Johnson and Casey Affleck as a, a couple who are going through the trauma of a uh, cancer diagnosis. And Phew, you guys are watching some heavy shit. <laughs> Jeez. You know, well, yeah, for, well, for my, some of my. us, Danae, and this isn't, no judging, and there's no judging, but for some of us, uh, processing through emotions via storytelling is a positive experience. No, um, you just stuff those emotions down. <laughs> I will say, servant, servant gets into like more like, thriller territory and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. This, this is, is very this much is, a human yeah. drama. Um, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. based on a true story. Uh, Can I tell you something before you go on? Sure. I just took a really big swig of my coffee and it was chunky. And then I remembered that it's because I dipped a donut in it earlier. Oh. <laughs> so oh. I just, I had a really oh. wide range of emotions. Yes. And basically what I'm saying is I wasn't listening to anything you were saying <laughs> in the last 40 seconds because I was processing some real shit. Oh my God. That would terrify me. <laughs> That's right. You know, the good news is, of all the things it could have been, uh, <laughs> we're very thankful that Donut like turned out to alienation be the milk. Sorry, carry on, carry on. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about your emotional processing. Yeah, no, this is a true story from a writer uh, whose wife was diagnosed with cancer, and they had a common friend come live with them. Our friend is, uh, that's in reference, the title's in reference to that friend, played by uh, uh, Jason... I, I almost said it's Seagal, but it's Seagal. It's Jason Seagal, yeah. right? <laughs> My brain just did a weird thing. Steven Seagal, Coo-coo. Jason Seagal. Uh, so, and this movie is, boy, it's difficult to talk about because on a dramatic character acting emotion level, it's really good. Like, it's powerful. I love the theme, the message, the idea of friendship, the idea of... Uh, what it means to be a great friend to somebody, the idea of what it means to go through the trauma of knowing somebody is dying. And just like it really addresses those things in some some powerful ways that I hadn't seen before. But the other side of this coin is they choose to do this in a nonlinear storytelling way. And if, if there is one thing that I've become really annoyed by in sto- storytelling recently, it's the bet you're wondering how I got here cliche. The idea mm-hmm. of starting somewhere else in the story and then finding your way you know, there throughout. Now, this movie adds to the confusion by just jumping around the story like it's in a pinball machine. Like you're going from you know, uh, 2006 to 2010, back to 95, back to, like it's all over the place. And it does it without purpose. That's the most annoying part of it for me is it's like if I understood like you were trying to build a certain type of tension, you're trying to build the information in relevant ways for the story, like then it makes a little more sense for me. But you're just doing it just because that's a thing you're doing and you're confusing me for no purpose whatsoever. And so I really got annoyed at this movie that otherwise I think I would have enjoyed if this had just been a straightforward story. 
I think I would have really enjoyed this, but yeah, the nonlinear thing in this was really confusing to me. I don't think it was well executed or purposeful. Um, so that's that's my caveat. This uh, is uh, this is Gabriella uh, Cowperthwaite that directed yes. it. She yeah. did the uh, yeah, Blackfish documentary, mm-hmm. which is correct. Holy crap, that's a great documentary. Only very sad, but um, yeah, I remember you sharing this Letterbox review with us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did. I did a Letterox review where I reviewed the film out of order. Um, yeah. So yeah, you can. By the way, I checked on this. It's on. I guess they're calling it PVOD, which means it's like the nineteen ninety nine okay uh, rental fee, but it's on yeah. like Amazon Voodoo. It sounds like you're not saying it's probably worth nineteen ninety nine though, but. Well, if it's a family, real yeah. family's watching it, but it didn't really sound like a family movie. <laughs> no, so. <laughs> no, I'd wait for this one to be available on streaming or somewhere else. Um, I, 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 it could just be I let something get in my brain and I got annoyed by a good movie. I don't know. I, I haven't really looked at the general response to this. I guess I could look up its Rotten Tomatoes pretty easily and and kind of figure it out. Looks like it's um, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. So apparently most critics are enjoying it overall. Uh, mm-hmm. 7.1 on IMDb, 3.4 on Letterboxd. Um, 86% of Google users like the movie. Uh, so... Apparently, people are enjoying it, and maybe I just got distracted by something that's really annoying to me, and it, it impacted the movie. Because, like I said, otherwise, there's some good stuff going on here. Well, it's I mean, it's just like sometimes it is. It's just hard to know, like, why are you doing your narrative this way where, you know, it just... It, it, it just doesn't make sense. And why, you know, if the movie would have worked just as well straightforward yeah i don't know i yeah. know what you're saying i know it, it feels more gimmicky than anything else sometimes and right if you do you it have without a lot of purpose, that with it's the gimmicky yeah post pulp fiction uh you had a lot of those tarantino s style movies that other directors right. were making and they were doing and they, but they didn't know how to do it the way he did right you know right. and make it interesting and um so i don't know i know what you're saying i know exactly what you're saying yeah anyhow it's called our friend and uh you can check it out wherever fine movies are sold uh, which is <laughs> which is not a uh, that's not a joke. That is today. That is how movies are are uh, processed today. Um, I saw like buying. all those. Uh, they've they've announced a bunch of uh, uh, schedule moves this week. Um, yeah, you know some so. stuff. Um, I think the Bond movie got pushed back again. Yeah. Some other stuff I got mean, pushed. Jared yeah. Leto is going to be like in his seventies, showing his grandkids Morbius by the time it actually <laughs> comes on a movie screen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I do not think you're wrong. Well, that's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can mail it to us. P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter as well. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, a Phil Collins drum solo, and myself, we will see you next week. Happy National Corn Chip Day! Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. Okay, 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 okay. Let's see, let's see. Communication. Oh, yeah, that's coming through my Logitech. I don't want that. I want these. Oh, so much better. Hello. Oh. I do not know why skin does what skin does. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best start to a conversation all week. I cannot wait to see where this goes. No. Okay. Back up. I do understand why skin does. 
I studied it briefly in school. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like every once in a while, it's just like, oh, I've decided to put a bump here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about pimples. I'm just talking about like irritation. Yeah. The problem, the problem is, is once you get one, like I've got one right on my sternum. On the very top, like just below my clavicle, right on my sternum. And there's just like this little one. And because it's just like, oh, I'm, I've decided to be a bump now. Like I, I touch it and it kind of itches a little bit. And so I can't leave it alone, which means it gets irritated. Mm. And that's what I don't understand about skin. Like, why doesn't it just back down underneath? <laughs> You're asking me? This is a question for an... I'm, I am not, an, as uh, rumor may have indicated, a dermatologist. <laughs> so... I don't know what to do. I've tried putting clothes on it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you'll be happy to know we started today's conversation with a discussion of the large bumps on Danae's chest. Yeah, buddy. I got those. I'm lotioning it. It should be fine. Tell me more about that. <laughs> did you just? <laughs> did you? Did you just? Did, did, did just say? <laughs> I said, tell me more about that. I was joking, obviously. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin. If you want to see dry skin, you see the bottom of my feet. In fact, don't because it's no, disgusting. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I, I won't. Uh, if you need to show them to me, that's okay. Nope. I will be a friend. But, um, nope. but no, I'm, I'm good without. Hey, Aaron, I just need you to meet me on a friend level right now. I just I need to show you my foot. Yeah, check out the dryness <laughs> of the bottom of my feet. Man, yeah. I'll never forget. the. F- so massage therapy school, you're touching feet, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, of course. And so I've seen some feet in my day. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? I mean, their feet I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Massage is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, there's parts of it that I really miss. And then there's some things I don't miss at all. In which category do the feet go in? They're on that, they're on, they're on that more glad I don't have to okay. category. I assumed. It's not the worst thing, but it, it can be. It's, it's one of those that just, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> I mean, I would think that would probably on a regular basis would be the worst. Well, maybe no. aromas might no, be the... aromas is definitely well, up there. Phys- like physical, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. The body relaxes during a massage. I imagine you have, have experienced, no? We're Some, skipping. Something else? It's for Jonathan's mental health. We need to skip. Because <laughs> I don't want to accidentally get a boner and I don't want to accidentally shit myself. So Okay, no one's ever <laughs> shit themselves on my table. Let's just be clear. <laughs> Polly Shore. Polly Shore. Oh my god. Wow, you're going really far back. Yeah, all of twenty years. Twenty five years. Wow, yeah, I am. What did he say? The weasel? Is that what he said? <laughs> Is that what he said? Very nicely, very so, nicely yeah. done, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so hip. Hold on. Let me talk like the kids do. I'm the weasel, snoochie poochie. He was doing this whole like report thing. And I just remember one of the things he said was, you know, the LOL suddenly turned into WTFs. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And then the LOL suddenly turned to WTFs. Yeah, it was something like that. It was so funny. By the way, the the famous popcorn gif of Bill Hader eating popcorn. Like he's yeah. interested in something. Yeah, that's uh, that's he's doing. He's doing Keith Morrison in that. Yeah, yeah. 
It is Keith Moore. That is right. Yeah, because that sound doesn't that sound like a singer or something? When you say it that way. <laughs> no, that's Morrissey. That's Jim Morrison or Morrissey. Yeah, yes. one of those two. You're thinking of the William Morris Talent Agency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that when I when I set that to record. I was like, you can go on the DVR. I saw the first thing on there was like Real Housewives or something. I was like, oh, that's nice that he's going to see that. I was like, no judgment. I, I almost wanted to be like my wife. My wife tapes no, that. Not no me. judgment at all. Oh, that's true. You're a reality yeah, show. Yeah, I like person. reality shows. I mean, I don't Do like you, those kind of reality yeah, shows. Yeah, I don't I, either. But no judgment. My wife, she only watches Atlanta. Mm, I that's love that the, show. Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> I believe she's watched Atlanta too. But Real Housewives of Atlanta. She likes. Oh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's a different show. I want to see yes, the combination of those two shows. Yeah. That'd be amazing. But yeah. But yeah. But yeah. But cheese. Oh. Well, and now we've circled back to uh, what I didn't like about massage. <laughs> I was going to say we're, we're stealing future show stuff because I'm just I'm here ready to talk. about, And I'm like, no, that's what this show is for in the future. <laughs> it's like we have Do you stuff. Like though, just curious. I'm not going to talk about it now. I'm going to no, save it. You I'm can gonna, tell me if you like it. I'm going to say no. No, I can't. <laughs> I think it's weird that there's a where the guy is like talking about how he wants to though i'm not talking about it jonathan <laughs> you're not gonna tempt me to talk about it yeah man gosh leave the guy alone he's already struggling leave him alone <sighs> stop <sighs> stop touching <sighs> it stop <sighs> <sighs> so you've got was that movie bad <laughs> jonathan, jonathan what is this game you're playing right now <laughs> are you doing this on purpose no no i forgot i just <laughs> that was another question i wanted to ask <laughs> How did you forget? It was just the previous thing. Like, I don't know how to include this in the outtakes because it gives away all the, the stuff yeah. we're sending, but it's so funny because it's just like... You're killing us. Uh, yeah, I'm a Ryan Johnson everything fan. Yeah, I think that I love, dude is uh, so talented. Yeah, I've got to rewatch... Um, what was that second movie he did? The Brothers? Oh, actually, that's the one I haven't seen. Oh, I don't know Brothers why. Brothers Bloom or something? Oh, like yeah. sorry. Was I, was I just interrupting a great, great conversation? <laughs> You don't belch during a Ryan Johnson conversation, Danae. How dare you? Uh, all right, let's move on. Excuse me. <laughs> that sounded fun. God damn. <laughs> Sorry, I've been gargling milk, apparently. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 